or say for example um Izzy doesn't know nothing about alcohol so I talk to Izzy about mine and then two weeks later Donald comes and tells Izzy about his and it's, there's a slight difference and then somebody else comes and tells, tells Izzy about the same thing but his own version or her own version from where they're from it becomes a lot of if Izzy doesn't develop some sort of interest in what he wants to be he just goes in one year I hear you, Ifani, and I just want to interrupt real quick because I, I understand what you're saying, and it's it's like kind of um, saying that there's too many, there's too much variety in Igbo culture, so therefore, they, it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be, it's not something that makes it marketable. Now, I will kind of say that I, I it kind of, it's kind of like the argument that was kind of alluded to earlier, where someone was saying that like maybe be, uh, because it's not ready or something like that or i don't think that's what z was saying but it was kind of that was the assumption that it because it's not ready it's 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 therefore we shouldn't market and i and i think the point the point is no i know that's not what you're saying but i'm saying like it's kind of in the same vein of like it's not something that can be marketed and so what i would say is that it's it's not about selling Igbo religion or any version of it to to the masses. I don't think that's the conversation that the people who are who, who are promoting the idea. Yeah, it's, I don't think that's. Yeah, it's, it's. I don't think that's the. Yeah, I don't think that's the. Well, marketing it or or anything like that. I don't think that's the 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 the, the spirit that the people who are pro, pro, uh, kind of promoting that idea are coming at it with. I think people are just saying that like. You know, we shouldn't feel ashamed to number one create or write or discuss our our religion in 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 the open if we so choose. And number two, we should be out there creating resources, books, media, whatever the case may be, that are specific to our religion. Our because yeah, Medicine Shell is a great channel, but why should there only be one or two that are really good at that? Um, that that are that are accessible to all of our children. Like, why can't why can't we make it a, a common practice for people in every village in Igbo land to you know create that so that if somebody comes from Uturu um, Uturu Abia State and they're like, I want to know what my people believe, they can just like they they grew up and were born in Australia and they want to know what their their ancestors believe they can just go online and find that out or go to a particular channel on TV and and watch about their own people or whatever the case may be that's the issue that we're trying to kind of that I I think we're we're we're, we're talking about solving not necessarily that we're trying to make Igbo culture or, or or religious practices mass um, appealing. You know, I don't I don't think that's exactly you know the spirit behind it. I think the spirit behind it is just even till today there isn't the resource. It's not the resource. We're not resource rich in terms of what is available for us who are who may be considering. Suppose I if I if, if I you know many of us were born and raised Christian, but some of us may be are dissolution with the christian faith or 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 maybe just want to know is christianity by far pe better than what my ancestors practice is there like so you may want to reconcile something in your brain regarding the differences between Igbo traditional religion and christianity if there are no resources how can you ever say confidently that the decision i made was the best one and i think those are the types of questions and so, so types of issues that um we're hoping to reconcile as we're kind of having this conversation and, oh, oh hi sorry um i 
just, I've just been listening to uh, what you've been saying, and um, if I, you're kind of close, she's right to say that you are kind of close to what I was saying earlier, um, in regards to, um, I'm not discouraging to say that we shouldn't market or we shouldn't, you know, um, share our culture and it shouldn't be a, you know, a place where we can go and get information. But essentially what I'm saying is that we need to be careful, and I think Israel is also in the case with me, or not, um, but we need to be careful what story we're saying. Do you understand? Because as Ifani has spoken and Donald has spoken, there are different kindreds and there are different experiences in your in your maternal home, in your uh, paternal home. There are different experiences of of of, of being ego and practicing ordinary or ordinary or ordinary. Each individual kindred will have something that they do that they adopt that they've not adopted that maybe has been forgotten, you know, maybe, like you said, they don't speak to the one again, as some do. So we need to be, we need to have a step-by-step guide as to what is the correct way of practicing Omenana or Adnani. And when we do it, what are the consequences of not doing it? And if we're doing it, how regular is it done and why is it forgotten? And there's so many questions that need to be answered and we cannot answer all those questions because it won't, it, it won't make learning our culture enjoyable because there are so many things that are heinous and there are so many things that are enjoyable in learning our culture. So that's the next question. So um, just one, one last point before I um, So there's a couple of years before my grandfather died. Um, the same thing I do where every year I come home, I do like a little party but a preamble to that party is everyone sits down around my granddad and he just talks literally just talks and most times what he does is that is purposely i do i do that purposely right and and most times what he talks about are things that happened way before even my dad was gone and it he speaks a lot about this kind of conversation that we're having like the things that we you know, the culture back then, the things that we worship, religion, and all that stuff. And the reason why I structured it that way is because, and it kind of ties into what we're talking about, because our, for an evil culture, we have just a, a lot of, there's a lot of different variety. It becomes, it's a lot easier, because think of it, think about this way. A lot of us here learn about Christianity from our parents. That it was, that's how we started first. I feel like this is what my line of thinking. The only way to get this information to the same kids or the same or the youth and stuff is through the same source they learned. They learned the Christianity and all whatnot. And these people understand it better and it's coming from the same people that taught you that get to understand it and actually feel it better than feel okay. I think this is this, this is that, this is not, this is not that you can actually invent yourself in. But if I, if I, I don't even think that's fully true either because 
we get introduced to Christianity through our parents, but how many of our parents, I mean, sure, some of our parents have morning prayers with us every day and some of our parents, but it's like the full experience of Christianity happens through, yeah, most don't, but the full experience of Christianity and the full, like we get introduced to it through our parents and our, we watch our parents and see how they react, interact with Christianity and when they scold us, and, and quote Jesus when they're scolding us, but ultimately when it's time to really learn about what do like there's, a, there's an age you get when you're like what do I believe? What exactly like was around usually around college time or late high school where you're like I I really want to know the details of my faith, and that's when you like start reading the Bible or going to Sunday school or not Sunday school but like you go to church, you go to Bible studies, you go to your your school Christian group and hang out with other Christians and stuff like that. That's where you really get to know. And right now, those types of resources for those of us who might be kind of introduced to Adnani or introduced to the fact that our ancestors did certain things, those types of resources are what I'm saying are, you know, not really readily available and that need to be available for those of us who actually do take up an interest. I, I get what you're saying, but that's the difference between um, something like Christianity and Adinara in the sense that because it's so big, you can actually go out there and find resources. I'm a Catholic. The Pope hands down something every other year and then that's spreads around the whole world and okay, that's law now. The Pope I know is my granddad and he's right there. Now, in your own I don't need to go to my uncle's and his brother to not get information when it's right there now. If it's not there, it's someone closer. That's that's how that's how tight that's how like um, tightly our uh, our religion is. So you don't have to go to a lot of different people. But I guess what I'm getting from you is that okay, there has to be like a resource somewhere that we just go say probably online or something and go and get it. But we can start from. The easiest way and the most authentic way to get it is like saying you're from this town. Who's the oldest person in this town? Right. Who's the oldest person in that town? Okay, but we're trying to find a solution, right? This is for recommendation. So, your solution is not as accessible to most people in the environment. Know anything, but especially my mom, she grew, she basically grew up in Nigeria basically her whole life, and she hasn't heard anything about Ojolani or Ojolani, nothing. So it's just very hard. And my dad, like, grandparents are not here, so it's where else am I going to get from my dad today? So we need to answer that. The first time, everybody has. Um, the connection back home, and so this is the kind of this is the conversation that we're having here. In the, the diaspora that we are in, right? Where is the information? Where where is it? And, and how easy can it be accessible? And how can we make it accessible? So I respond to that quickly. Um, so yes, I get that a lot of us family don't have that connection back home, but. I promise you, a lot of us will take trips. No, this is what you want, what you actually want to get if you really want it. So a lot of us take trips to, oh, say, I know Nigerians are going to Ghana, I'm still learning stuff about, oh, this is a Waka, this is nice, this is nice, I saw this, I saw this historical. I just want to go to Egypt, I want to go and see pyramids. Yeah, I'm going to go to Egypt. No, 
Kalechi just joined our conversation and I definitely want her to be able to like put in her two cents. Kalechi, can you please introduce yourself and uh, your thoughts on the conversation that's being had? Yeah, thank you. You don't know. Uh, I have a question here. Yeah, well. 
Hey, well, nice to see everybody on stage today. Um, I just wanted to say something really briefly and, you know, kind of see my way off the stage. But I'm listening to what you finally was saying. I'm listening to what is you saying. And I think as, as a legal woman, right, I'm also, like, twisting what everyone's saying and getting sense of it in my brain. When we talk about Iran, right, when we talk about these, these traditions, as an evil woman, there's inaccessibility, truly. When you go to the village, right, let's say if you were to go to the village tomorrow, um, as an evil man, for an elder to sit down and really explain things to you, it's not like everybody just knows everything, even in village, right? People have to make sure they have to let, they have to see who you are, understand what you do with the knowledge, understand that you're ready for the knowledge ahead, and now they can give you the knowledge, now they can sit down and tell you, especially when we start talking about not just um, our traditional practices, but even our traditional spiritualism. Things are revealed to you in their time, not on your time, in their time. So I'm hearing like the expression of the central conundrum right now. Evil people are people in mass diaspora, not just overseas and abroad, but in Nigeria specifically. You know what I mean? How many evil people are actually living in the East? How many evil people are actually living in our indigenous lands as opposed to Lagos, as opposed to Abuja, as opposed to SA, wherever it may be, right? This thing that's being outlined is a fundamental issue, a fundamental challenge with evil tradition. Evil tradition is being threatened by tech, right? Because we're so used to things being very accessible. The fact of the matter is the people that hold tradition, right, the evil culture, they're not. <laughs> you do have to sit down with those people. It is exceedingly inaccessible. It's exceedingly inaccessible. When my grandmother died, my grandmother could trace our generation. It, generations back like that woman do everything once she passed nobody thought to write that down nobody i was so young at the time nobody recorded that history once it's gone it's gone so i think the challenges that we're seeing right now are really important for us to identify and it's very important for people who have that type of access who can go home who have the privilege of gender right i go home when i go home they don't tell me why i'm a woman how can i tell you the family history when you're going to go marry and be in a different family tomorrow that's how they think so all of us have to be very wise about the efforts that we make, understanding this is how things are, unfortunately, but we have to combat that to the extent that we can. So I appreciate the conversation. I just wanted to add that piece. Thank you so much, Kalichi, for your contribution. That was that was actually very, very well uh, well put. I want uh, Ezzy, I actually want to say something to you real quick. Um, I really like your um, your viewpoint, and I'm actually this because um i know you said that you're like you 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 have some you know things that you work on and i personally also work on a bunch of things and i'm a software developer as well so i definitely want to reach out to you um later on about some things that's number one number two is also um you were talking about business development and it, i think what you're I, I if you can explain to me what business development is appropriately but i think you I, I'm, I'm assuming that you're alluding to creating an actual kind of uh, action plan or kind of um, thinking through the actual process of taking something and then making it mar making it marketable. I, I hate to use that word marketable because I feel like sometimes it's, it's the word is diluted to the point where people don't really quite understand what it means, but just making making an actual plan for distribution of something. So if, 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 it's, if, if the issue is that it's very, very um, multi, you know, multi 
different ways of doing it than how to get to the essence of it and then and then promoting that essence instead of actually promoting the specifics of particular ways of doing it which are left up to the individual so i would be interested in having a something like a conversation with you about that or in any way kind of liaising with you on the possibility of what what you and i could potentially collaborate on later
that focuses on the stories of Nigerian grandmothers who are living in America and what they have gone through, their experiences with their grandkids, their experiences in Nigeria. And the trip that I have in December is not just to record my grandmother's stories, but all the mamas that I'm working with this year, when I go home, I'm going to their villages and we're recording their stories. So it's going to be a doc that's coming out next year. So I think if all of us start thinking in this way, those of us with access start finding projects and we start learning from our mistakes, because understanding like our parents were the first generation in America, wherever you may be, UK abroad, right? They didn't know how to do it. So we saw the mistakes that they made, the things that didn't go wrong, the, the places where the culture got experienced lapsed. And I think if we start to address that and we work with our elders, like we, we have a small window to create something beautiful that people really gotta get on board. That's the point I've been trying to make here. <laughs> like that's the only way our generation can, can try to remedy this, which is everybody's trying to get access as much as you can because at the end of the day it's the sources is back home that's where it is we can't just sit and wait for somebody so you know if we have access that's the only way we can get it out there my question to you and Kalechi though is this right now once you have because like I said I feel like we all play a role because we're all professionals and you're yeah. I feel like you can play a role so my question is you know now coming back to your question earlier you know are we selling it or is like okay once you have it now digitalized right you have an archive and things like that from your grandfather and find and goes from your grandmother would it would it now being our best evil interest, right, the best cultural interest, to get someone like myself or like uh, a Udochi, you know, she can maybe make a, you know, one of you two use that and put it on a desk. She can, I don't know, make an app that easy access. I can blow up the app or I can say, but she has half the story and put it out there. I find amplify it. Is that is that okay? That way, other evil people would make because, for instance, that grandmother that you arrested. I know so many of my friends that were raised by their grandmother. You know what I'm saying? One of, one of my best childhood friends that she just passed, and she's, and she's like great great grandmother now. You know what I'm saying? So it's like that's something that so many people will relate to. And up to me, that's not worrying it down because once because you put that out there, my friend Paul will get she will love like that that will bring tears to his eyes because grandmother's passed, right? And so it's like to see that. Not only because all of our experiences are always, um, for the most part, so dissimilar, right? We all got knocked on the head. It was like, was like not a real beating, but it was like a hint of, hint of a beating. It's things like that that I think is just so good about the next culture. Culture, it's like, it's noisy. It's like, once we amplify that, in my opinion, the people that are going to fuck with the most are those that need it. The other fellow people that have grandmothers here, the other fellow people that, were, that have wise grandfathers that they listen, like, listen to. To me, that's what's going to actually push the culture. Like I said, we're on an extreme right now of not having enough, enough stuff out there. And to me, to worry about, I remember when I was in fitness training a few years ago, and this fat guy was like, I don't even get this I'm like, bro, if you're a five guy, a few hundred pounds. Let's get average for them more about getting two, you know what I'm saying? So to me, it's like once you guys have it digitally, do you keep it on yourself? Is that what preserves it? Or is and me having it and putting it out there, is that more than down? That's what I would ask you to come to get your opinions. I mean, if you have a culture and a language that are literally in peril, if you have reports coming out that this language may be dead within the next fifty years, you're hoarding it and keeping it for whom? And to do money. So the whole argument so far that I've been hinted to is that 
hey, let's not wear this down. Let's not put out there too much because then we're watering down. Or as you know, it's like, bro, like, we're going to do it. Well, why is that we're watering down? Because they're, they're, I don't think that's what you're saying. Hey, you go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, he's fine. I was saying, I don't, I don't know if, so there are two things being discussed, right? There's the idea of culture and history. So they, right, doing the work of memory making. Um, what did this person experience, especially like as evil people, when we think about this war, people who have experienced this war, like really experienced it, are, are, we're in generational shift and transit, right? Many of our parents were very young children at the time, our grandparents are the ones who really experienced it. We need those stories. The other thing that's being discussed, right, as part of like Odinani, right, is like, there's culture that's specific to village, right? And things like that, it's one thing to tell a story, right? This is what happens, this is how things are. When we start talking about cultural practices, for example, I have a friend in their village, the book in which they keep all the cultural practices, women cannot touch. The elders, the elders decide who it is that gets to touch, who gets to interact with those things. Not everything is for everybody. When we talk about evil spiritualism, things are revealed to you as you are ready. It's not like you sit down at the feet of elders and they tell you everything because you don't want culture to die. There's a balance to be struck here, in my personal opinion, between what information we are acquiring that goes to everybody and what information it is that we are acquiring that we understand is privileged information and we have to apply a little more wisdom in how we disperse that. So there are two things in my understanding that are being discussed. And Izzy, if you have a question, like, Delete those two things so that we can have two different conversations about them because it's not the same. Gotcha. Define, go ahead. Um, so, to Tilly's point, yeah, two things. So, um, now, in terms of the information, yeah, so the language itself, evil language, yes, it's one of the things that we can all apply to everyone. But when we're talking about, like, religious thought of it, there's specific things to specific places. That's why. That was my line of thinking when I was like, okay, every time I went home, I had my granddad to sit everybody and just talk. Because whatever he says is specific to one, that family, two, that clan, three, that town. There's nothing, he has nothing to do with it. He doesn't care about what happens in the next town. He can't even tell you nothing about it. He's old. He was 123 before he died. Now, he knew as much as he needed to know for that was specific to us and my job was my dad didn't know much more right? I can't can't ask my mom is from Versailles so he doesn't know anything about my town. I what I did was what I think it was skip my dad and just go straight to the source. Now there was a, a bunch of there's a couple of other people that I could go to that are not necessarily from my family per se, but I their information that they I could get I would get from them that pertains to the clan or the town. Now, information like that cannot really apply. Yeah, there's some learning there, but it can really apply to somebody. I'm going to ask my brother. It can really, I can see it applying to somebody from the town and not their state because they won't really get it. Now, if I decide to say this situation where can we put out that information out there, it's like, okay, yes, it's out there, but it's like, how many people do you reach? Uh, it's more, it, it becomes more of a, like Casey was saying, being trying to be wise about what information that we decide and say, okay, do we just rush it and put it out there, or do we try to get the people that really most 
to that information to actually embrace it more and then like start from the bottom and then take, take it about from making it sense. If I do mind if I throw through this just uh, yeah, yeah, go ahead, man. For a second. So so I mean there's a clear distinction, right, between Ojinani and Omilani. So what you're describing essentially is Omilani. That means so there's Ojinani what holds the people race as a people. Omilani is that refers to the nuances that exist across people land. So it could be so 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 it could be you'll be different in different clans, different in different villages. And then in different lineages, right? So you know, um, you don't know what only only from it's only from your grandfather you can know, you know, what promises or what um, oaths your your ancestors had, you know, before they died or whatever, right? So that's completely different. That's like Omega that is, you know, that that is that is um, specific to your lineage and your village or your clan, right? But ordinary is the universal evil beliefs and universal evil practices of Oji, of Chukokabiyama, of having your chi, or having your chiwa, or having your your oyowa, or having your house in your in your family or in your village or your in your clan or whatever. So yes that's the distinction that we're trying to make. I can you was right, right? Can you hear me? Yeah we can hear you Adonis. Yeah, so 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 Kelsey was right, right? And there are the two things that, that Eddie was talking about. We need to differentiate between just getting information out and then and you know the, the information that you know comes at a certain time and at a certain stage in your life. And when you start talking spirituality, you know, it's a completely different it's a completely different um, a conversation from, you know, people enlightenment, you know, so it'd be good to draw that distinction, you know, um, in the group. Okay, so that's, a, that's a really good point, Donald, and Ifai as well. Um, I was thinking when you, what I was thinking when you guys were saying about destroying, the, uh, dis distinguishing between the type of information that is for the group and the type of information that's for a particular uh, group of people, as well as like, you know, what can be taught to the masses as far and, and what can be taught to a few people. A lot of, a lot of times we think about before you have to walk before you crawl, uh, crawl before you walk. So if you're learning the to read, you first learn ABC, right? If you're learning or if, for if you're learning when we all go to, to university, um, we, we go to undergrad first. And depending on what we studied in undergrad of all the classes, we decide we decide to uh, major in a particular one. And then we go to grad school, we get even more specific. And so I think it would wouldn't be terrible to set up, a you know, like for anybody to go out there and say, okay, I'm I'm going to write um, a children's book on with just the basics, like teaching them what is an Alfal, what is an Ikenga, what is what is it? Because some people don't even know that to even want to go deeper and to say, OK, here's the specifics of what the Alfal is used for and the things that are the nuances of that. What are the in can what is the Ikenga? What are the nuances of that? What are the various ways in which it can be applied? Um, along with all the other ones that were mentioned, Onyowa, like these are basic terms in Adonani that a lot of people don't even know. Like they don't even know the 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 various staples of the culture that to even want to go further and to learn more. So to even be to begin there, I think is simple enough. Like if there were 
um, books that, that just had those mentioned, then people would go and do more research for the research. But we don't even have that. And that's the place where I think, so if we're asking what what portion can be taught to everyone, I think those staples, those things that you're going to see over and over again, like Ofo, like Ikenga, like Chi, like Onyoa, like Eke, Orie, Afonko, these ones are the ones that I think would need to be just understood first on a larger scale, probably by every Igbo person, or at least by the people who are interested in staying in the Igbo culture and tradition. And then if they want to dig deeper, they can. But, and that, that, that type of thing is accessible for everyone because you can just kind of talk about it generally. You know, and when you're in Sunday school as a little kid, you learn about Noah and the Ark and Jonah and the whale. Those are the, the, the general stuff you learn. You don't really learn about grace and, you know, all the other nuances of Christianity. All you learn is that God is a big God. He loves us. He, he's, he's good. And then you learn about these stories where God saved the day. But then when you get older, you start learning about grace and uh, whatever that uh, sin, you know, uh, in, initial sin and all those other things that are specific to the faith. And so I think if one was to ask that question, uh, that would be where I, I would say um, one could begin. I message that the other people definitely let me know about that kind of Donald, um, Donald, um, I already, already messed I think already, already grew up, so I'll talk more about it later. On, later. But I, I think, like, because, you know, that's been a good point about certain stuff is already guarded. That's what I love about the culture, right? Is that is that, you know, not even that, I'm, I'm, like I said, I call us Afro-Lights. I'm more so in, in, uh, focused on empowering us, us across the world, given that we have the same fight across the world. I don't think it makes sense that we see how we're struggling across the world, but we think that, like, puppets of black people, like African-Americans are going to somehow succeed without Afro-Lights across the world. To me, that's, that's nonsensical. If we're the same, we, 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 we rise up to say. All to say, all to say, our culture, even specifically, we are very, um, you know, we love ourselves. Like, we guard ourselves naturally, right? Like, I'm just an Afro, like, I'm, I love all black people. But deep down, deep, deep down, if I see people with babies, I just want to guard. I'll give her extra points in that. you not. Although, like, on my own surface, like, oh, come on, guys, you're supposed to be, you know what I'm saying, all black people, right? I'll just say, we, we, like, at least I just mentioned, certain books, she kind of don't touch back home. That happens naturally. So, I mean, I, was, I guess I was asking a rhetorical question when I asked, what do we like, put out there and what do we not? My point being is, the stuff that's limited, trust me, no, I can come to your village and I'm a great salesperson. I'm, I'm passionate, I'm, I'm a good presentation. I can come to your village, uh, even if I need a collection, and people try to convince your grandmother and grandfather. And if, if I'm not good to buy that information, you won't give it to me. My point being, the stuff that's guarded, trust me, they're not letting that joint go regardless, 2021 or 1921. So like, I'm, I'm, my thing is like, let's put what we can out there because what we have information to is usually things that, it's like, when you have stuff that you're not supposed to put out there, trust me, you'll know. And obviously at that point, you will do what's best for the, for the evil culture and, and be quiet and not put it out there. But everything else, yeah, like, it, it, like the language, other things, like if we're, if we're at risk or of extinction as far as like this is 50 years, right? If we're at risk of extinction, to me, it's completely nonsensical to err on the side of secrecy or trying to keep things like the, the value is already there, the brand is already there. Let's go to me, in my opinion, let's push as hard as we can to dissipate this information. The stuff that's 
the, the stuff that's being secret is already being well, well guarded. That people don't give, that, 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 they don't care about technology or anything like that. They don't tell you that I'm supposed to tell you. So, so I, 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 go ahead. Yeah, so um, I want to give an opportunity to Mr. Brown and Trouble Ibokwe. By the way, Trouble Ibokwe is a boxer from Houston who I follow online, so I'm very pleased to have you on on our on our uh, in our in our in our things. Like he's an Ibo boxer who is very proud Ibo person. So I'm like, go you. Um, but I want Mr. Brown and Trouble to um, introduce themselves and speak on the topic and to, to speak to let us know what their thoughts are on the topic a uh, real quick izzy though but like when you were saying that like there's something you said i just want to point out that Eurobot, isha and all that kind of stuff that they do um is actually getting popular now which is even amongst uh, black americans and stuff like that um people are people are really even if you look at um beyonce's videos a uh, video for black is king it was it was heavily influenced by Yoruba traditional religion so um yeah go ahead mr brown in trouble who going first am i going first i guess you'll go because mr brown is quiet well just to introduce yourself and then if you have any thoughts on uh like using traditional uh, using traditional uh traditional religion traditional Adonani, all that kind of stuff in the modern in the modern era in practical ways like how can we incorporate that and i know you have experience with that because i've seen your um boxing stuff so So what I'll say is this: um, I've, if you if you haven't seen Trouble Ibokwe, I will Google that name because he has uh, he comes out with Mo, like you know the uh, masquerade. He actually comes out with Mo and people who are dressed in traditional garments. Um, so he he actually incorporates that in his everyday life in his profession um when he comes out as a boxer and he's, he's a good boxer um so i would i would look that up because it's, it's a very inspiring picture when you see his pictures of him and the masquerade and the stuff that he does box with so i just wanted to point that out so that you guys can understand that it's very attainable like to do stuff 
and to incorporate Igbo culture and Adenani into the things you're doing is very attainable. It's not absurd. It's just something that you have to like think a little bit harder and cr be creative about how you do it. I guess, I mean, some people don't really, you know, have anything to say, so it's okay. Um, so, Ezzy, did you have something you were going to say? Yeah, please feel free. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I want us to be mindful to, um, because people, people are so heavily in diaspora, I mean, so many of us don't live in traditional evil land. I feel like we have the tendency to think that evil culture is the culture we are experiencing in whatever our abroad is, right? <laughs> and to an extent, it is, but like, evil culture and evil land is still alive, yeah, and we have to be mindful that like we are the ones in diaspora, but just because we are in diaspora doesn't mean the culture itself is dying in evil land. Like the community is there. People are figuring it out and we really have to be very mindful of uh, how we frame things as people who go home to visit and don't live at home, as people who really have an external view, people who have homes elsewhere, right? Like I'm as American as I am Nigerian. If anything, I might be more American. On some days, and some may consider me to be Nigerian. I'm Nigerian by blood, but America is home, right? Nigeria is my ancestral home. I'm working really hard in my life at this point to make Nigeria feel like home, like to make Nigeria a home for me. But Nigeria is not home inherently because I'm Nigerian. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, you have to actively work to make Nigeria feel like home. Otherwise, every time you go, especially for those of us who do like, I just got back vibes, right? Like, you go in December and then you leave. But that's the only time you're in Nigeria. Have you ever been in Nigeria when it's not my time? Have you ever been in Nigeria during rainy season? Like, evil culture is there. Evil culture is, I won't say it's driving. We've certainly had attacks. We're certainly recovering from war. We're certainly recovering from marginalization. But let's be really mindful of not acquiring the view that just because evil culture is in peril where we are abroad, that evil culture is also in peril at home. They're doing what they gotta do. We're the ones in diaspora. Y'all know what I'm saying? Yeah, but the thing is, you were, I think it was with you who brought up the 50 year thing. As much as that's the case, too, because it's kind of like, you know, you hear people, if you put enough clubhouse rooms, you hear sentiments of Nigerians back in Nigeria that have like a colonist like mindset as far as like, oh, the issue that, you know, Nigerians like were inherently evil or like, what are you saying right now? Um, but my point being is just that like, those people back home, just like them, they're going to have kids one day, right? Those kids will be evil people specifically, but Nigerians in general, we travel across the world to start new beginnings more than anybody else, right? More than anybody else. And we do it at, at ridiculously high rates where we're coming and we only add great things. We like at seventy five percent um uh, graduation, I mean with a degree and you know, it's just like we get put on. It's just but let us do one scam all of a sudden everyone everyone knows that you're scamming. But point being is that Yep, I mean, I see what you're saying, and I think it's very correct. You don't go back there with the savior's mentality because at the end of the day, it's because God's keeping as much. I mean, that's why white people have more than anything. It's just that a sense of just like they, they inject themselves and personally into everything. But, it's, I, but my whole thing is this I have as much place to people land as whoever's living back there, in my opinion. I just have my opinion. That's bad. Like, my, I have land up, but my one hand is all, all the same thing, right? All to say is that I, I see the. I, 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 I want you 
culture to thrive elsewhere that's not just in that home. So as much as when I speak to people back home, the platoon isn't going to be a savior mindset, but it is that although poor culture is in peril here, when you have kids, what we know is those kids are going to probably do well. And let's be honest, doing well probably means leaving Nigeria or at some point obtaining a person education. Also, we change the current paradigm, right? So, which means that more than likely, by God's grace, if God answers your prayers, whoever you pray to, you're like, it's like, we need to kind of see, see, foresee that because as every generation comes along, we spread out more and more, we, we, we get more and more wealthy, more and more influence, more educated, more smarter. So, my thing is just that we can't say just because evil culture is thriving in people's land, which is the smallest sector of the three, three ethnic, ethnic groups in, 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 in what you call it, you know, I don't think that. Just because it's not an evil land, your future generation could still be in peril just because you're doing well today. Yeah. Uh, what I'm saying is not like in contradiction to your statement. I think what I'm saying is more so to help us frame how we approach the work because multiple things can be true and are true in this instance. So my statement is more so to say, like when we see ourselves, we can't see evil land as being in a place of deficit. We have to see ourselves as being in a space of disconnection, if that makes sense, right? So this idea that we have that like evil culture is in peril, yes, language is in peril because so many of us are in diaspora. Evil language is not necessarily in peril because evil people don't have a culture that's being retained. Evil culture is in peril because so many evil people are not living at home. So many people are not living in our traditional homeland where that culture is being dispersed. So I'm encouraging us to hold multiple things to be true at once. So that as we do this work, we're not moving in like um because I find a lot of times when we have these type of conversations, we have it from a place of deficit as if like our culture is vanishing before our eyes. That's not what's happening. Ah, uh, yeah, I see what you're saying. Anymore, and we don't care you, much. You, you, I got a you want you want you want to check something in. So so you're absolutely right uh, for several reasons. Um, so the, 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 this group and then the people in that are a subset of evil people and have. You know, challenges that are specific to people in diaspora. I don't know if that makes sense. So these concerns, right, are essentially, you know, concerns of people in diaspora. I, I mean, I, I live in Nigeria now, right? When I went to school in the UK, I was schooling in, in, in the States, and I was school in Canada, but I moved back to Nigeria, right? So I sort of understand the angle that everyone is coming from. You know, in the sense that you're not surrounded by your culture, you're not surrounded by your people. So, I mean, you're bound to feel like, you know, you're, you're standing out and you're disappearing. But I'm back in Nigeria. You know, I lived in Lagos. I moved to Enugu. I live in Enugu. I'm now surrounded by, by my people. So now those huge concerns I used to have about just being totally disconnected or like, you know, about to vanish are gone. Right, so Kennedy is absolutely right that we need to make sure that this is, you know, we, we need to be careful to tailor, you know, the project to, you know, um, to to solve a real problem. You know, we can't we can't we can't use a, a one brush for to to. I don't know how that is. You know, we can't we can't one brush stroke can't you know be used to solve the problem across the entire Igbo land. Um, I, I, I wanted to speak on the Donald, you brought, brought up some really good points, especially as somebody who's in Igbo land. I mean, not in Igbo land, you're in Nigeria. I think you said you're in Lagos or something. 
um, it's it's definitely helpful to hear your perspective. I think that is true. That we I want to just kind of bring the perspective back. Igbo people, there's about 40 million Igbo people in um, Nigeria. So they and they all practice their they're connected to Igbo culture in a way that's probably more intimate than we are, but still in various ways, um, you know, different. Um, and and still we have to consider the fact that the Igbo language is being spoken less and less even in Igbo land. And those of us who've been back there and those of us who are, do have connections back there um, know it's true. Um, even though, you know, we don't know what the UNESCO thing said of 50, 50 people, 50 years or whatever the case, whether that's true because there is a revival going on. There is some people who are really trying to do what we're talking about here practically now. If you go on social media, you'll see them. Um, and even in Nigeria too, you'll see people in Nigeria trying to push for, you know, uh, classical Igbo understanding and developing on top of that, which is where, where the spirit of this this uh, room started, which is just taking our classical understanding of our culture and then building on top of that. Now, with that being said, you're right, like a million times right, Kalechi. We should not approach this from a place of deficit, like we are suffering, that we need to save the day um, in, in what we're doing, but um, because Ebo, there there are there are resources that we can go to. We can people who are interested in can go back home, and can put, probably find somebody who is older, who knows things that are you know rich, who who chose to hang on. And we today now in 2021, there are still people like that. They're hard to find. They're not easy to come by. Oftentimes, because many of them are have turned to Christianity or just in general are a little bit deluded and diluted in their understanding, diluted, not diluted, <laughs> diluted in their understanding of what exactly traditional Igbo culture is, but there are still pieces of the puzzle that are able to be picked up and put together. So I wanted to keep that perspective in mind as if we choose to continue on this conversation much longer because it's kind of been, it's been long. Um, but I wanted to keep that in mind with our, with, with our follow-up. Um, the fact that there is, there is, there, there is a thing that we're trying to address whether you consider it an issue, a problem, or a challenge, there is something that's trying to be addressed that uh, is the, the dilution of evil culture and the need for resources that people can do who are looking for resources for information of our culture, the need for that, and the ability for us to trans, 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 transition, transfer the knowledge over to those of us especially here in the diaspora who want that knowledge and then even people back home who need that knowledge because because at the end of the day the nigerian government is not it, like the, the education system in nigeria whether or not it's by the state or by the national level is not really geared towards educating Igbo people about themselves period and you, you know what's going on right now in the country with regards to you know the ethnic tensions but at the end of the day that element is not it, it people are not seeking to address that in terms of like if you go to school you know Igbo is a class science and technology and things like that are not taught in Igbo so if you wanted to understand chemistry or something like that you have to learn English to do it and so that coupled with most of your family who get rich be having done so by going overseas and then they come back their children come back they have money they're talking to you in english 
those are all factors that are, are causing the situation that is like stripping the culture. So this is a real this is a real uh, concept that that needs to be addressed in those terms. Um, but I don't think we can do it in one conversation. I do want to have a um, another one another panel. Um, I'm gonna uh, there's gonna I'm gonna try to do this like as as often as possible. But with Donald, I definitely gonna want to talk to you offline about whenever you're free doing one about a day in the life of. Um, I'll see if I can get whoever else if if anybody is practices Adonala or Adonani in any way, shape, or form, whether it's to pray on colon not daily or or whenever or you know potentially having any kenga or anything like that. I would love to have them be panelists on a future talk. But for now, I want to see if we could wrap up because um, I would like to close down the room um, and then you guys can have the conversation further later. But um, you, anyone who wants to say something, go ahead. Yeah, I just want to wrap up real quick. I think you know, for you, on, on, the, on, a, on a marketing end, because I love what's going on, don't do this thing. Either tell people when you're going to on right now or like, make, make the rooms like maybe you see what time this is. There's room kind of around 30 people in this room, right? So that means you have a starting ground. It's up at 45. So sorry about that. Um, this up having, um, having it be random. Why not say, okay, guys, next Monday, if, uh, you know, what happened around this? It's like, create some continuity. That way people know what to expect coming forward. This stuff is getting up in the air because it's by random. But who said that you're going to get more or less next time? You know, so you could grow on that and for sure build more. That's part of building your engagement. As far as um, what, you know, uh, what I guess you talked, touched on, and I totally agree with her, but kind of like you mentioned, people culture, um, even back home, there's open less and less. And it things, maybe it's because I work in data. I like to look at things more so as indexes or as a whole set, right? And so what I know is just that on average, that economically, equal people drive economically, compared to the average equal person versus the average house on that, for instance, right? And mind you, that's after the, the war was only in the 70s. So all to say is that if we drive economically, then we have to understand that like, if people culture, people are speaking with less people back home, right? That, that, that has nothing to do with the diaspora or the white man. I mean, that's which is making English and English culture. If you want to drive economically, you need to not only learn English, but drive in English and the whole culture, right? And so that's why I say the UNESCO thing has to take this seriously because one of the only things that research and actually dancing that up, right? The number two is just as simple as it's going to get working. <laughs> English was keep on learning more English, and so to me, that is where I'm just like, not to say that like, it need me to save it, but I am like, you know, just looking at forecast numbers and data sets, like, we're going to keep on doing better, which means we'll keep on, like, from this trend so far, we'll keep on speaking less and less people, even in people line. So I'm trying to reverse that trend, and hopefully part of that, I'm saying messaging and marketing, is that way, when we could be proud and equal, where it was traditional to an office that, that looks nice, a guard that looks nice, and still drive economically in our professions, that is when we can now say, okay, we could be equal and still have economically. But unfortunately, right now you can't, which is why future generations are going to gear more towards English and white mass culture because they see the money that comes associated with it. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Izzy. Um, Ifechiku, you just joined us, so I, I, I assume that you have something that you've been burning to say. Um, if you would like to, please introduce yourself and then uh, let, and let us know what your thoughts are. Any thoughts? Yeah. Hi, guys. Uh, this is Ifechiku. Um, I said, people walk in Vegas. 
your thoughts eventually i'm gonna go ahead and wrap this room up and um close it i just realized that my nephew has a virtual birthday party going on right now so thank you all for your contributions to this conversation i will uh i will like to have another one of these tomorrow uh at around the same time but i'll put it on the calendar for the Ebo uh club so i'm if, if whenever it happens you can you just check the calendar for the Ebo club and and that's how you and that's how you'll be able to see for future ones yeah eventually eventually for sure there will be a fixed date but um but we're just starting this and i think i'm probably going to go on vacation um you know like in a few weeks so i don't i like I, there's no fixed date for this now i just want to try to have it for whenever i uh can but so but just check the calendar for now when i come back from vacation i know for sure that i will be able to um do it regularly at a particular day and time but until then um next tomorrow uh i would like to see if i can have one yeah as he as he 
Yeah, for sure. I'm going to talk to Izzy offline too, so we could talk about potentially being a co-moderator. For sure. Um, thanks, everybody. I, I do have to go, though. So thank you, everybody. This has been great, like literally. Okay, bye. Thank you. Where's everybody? We just sang happy birthday and then um like like you know got off. Um Chukuma and Jessica are at the emergency room. Um mommy is at work. Um yeah, and never answered. So Kachi yeah. can I have some cake? Kachi can I have some cake? Did you hear it, Auntie Dochi? Don't mess up my phone. <laughs> 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 I want I want you guys to come here. We're coming on Thursday. Okay, are you gonna have some cake with you? Oh, I forgot that I was still live streaming. 